Welcome to the Moonlight of Emuna, Parshas Vaschanan, Shabbos Nachamu. This week's learning should be a schus for a full shleima for Chana Mashbas Vilcharatz, Bas Rochel, Shmuel Shemazami, Chavachavim, Nachmorchim, Ben Afira, Chai, Bas Tova, Frayim, Ben Yafim, Chai, Ben Sarah, Rucham, Per Makaleba, Bas Chanaser, and Lilishmas Heni Basichil Mechel. So we have the the. Uh, the great, great Haftarah of Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, Yomer, Lekechem. Right, we say in the, in the Haftarah, Comfort, comfort my people, says Hashem. Yomer Alekechem. So the, uh, and we know that this is after the terrible destruction of, of Tishabov that we just experienced, that we just went through. Hashem is saying, take comfort, I'll give you, I'll give you comfort. But the question is, why does the Navi in, in, in this, in this Haftarah use the word Alekechem? Why doesn't he use Alekechem? We know that there, Hashem has different names that are used to express different, uh, midos of Hashem. So the, the name Yudke Vavke represents Chesed, rep- represents Rachamim, uh, kindness and compassion. Elikechem represents din, strict justice. So it should, when, when giving comfort, it should have said Nachemu Nachemu Ami Yomer Hashem Yudke Vavke, which is Rachamim. That sounds like it's more appropriate for for Nechama for comfort. So I saw a beautiful idea in the Sefer Sari Alafim by Rabbi Ephraim Tversky of Chicago. He offers the following idea. He says the Gemara in Shabbos on Daf Peches tells us that uh, it, it deals with the question. Well, actually explains the pasuk. It says in the pasuk after the Jewish people said Nasev and Ishma. So Hashem sa- it says Vayisyatzvu betachtes Sahar. It says that they stood under the mound. Amr of Avdimi Bar Chama Bar Chasa says the Gemara. Melamit Shakafa Kol Shbocholem Es Sahar Kigigas. Everybody's familiar with this with this Gemara. The Gemara says that Hashem took the mountain and held it over their heads like a barrel and he said to them if you'll accept the Torah that'll be good if not this will be your burial place and Toysus over there asks why? why did Hashem have to do this? the, the, the Jewish people already said Nasa Nishma. they wanted to accept the Torah on their own free will so why did Hashem have to have to uh, hold the, the mountain over their heads and say either keep the Torah or, or it's not going to be good so to explain this, he quotes another Gemara, Gemara Kedushin. The Gemara Kedushin on Daf Lamed Aleph tells us that God Mitzvah This is something that's counterintuitive, but that somebody who was not comm- somebody who was commanded to do something and does it gets more schar, gets more reward. It's greater Godel, He's greater than somebody who was not command to do something and and does it and this seems counterintuitive right we think we think that somebody who volunteers for something is greater than somebody who has to do it but so many answers are given but the Rishonim the Ritva and others explain that once somebody's commanded to something to do something the Yitzhahara goes to work to try to get him not to do it if you're not commanded to do something the Yitzhahara doesn't bother you don't do, do it don't do it it doesn't matter to the Yitzhahara so much but once Hashem commands you to do it the Yitzhahara gives a full court press to try to stop you from doing it so therefore says says the Ritva and others that a person who is commanded to do something has a much greater uh, difficulty in doing it because the Yetzirah is fighting him and therefore we know there's a general rule of Lefum Tzara Agra the more difficult something is the more pain is involved with something the greater the reward because it's harder so, so that's how the Rishonim explained this where the person, whereas the person who doesn't who doesn't have the Yetzirah, he wasn't commanded, so the Yetzirah doesn't fight him, so it's not so hard for him to do it. So therefore, the person who's commanded, he has a greater he has greater obstacles in doing it, and therefore he gets more schar. So Rav Tversky uses this to explain the earlier Gemara. He says that when the Jewish people said Nasev and Ishma, they were not yet commanded to keep the Torah, and therefore the Yetzirah wasn't fighting them their ability to keep the Torah. They were, they were able to keep the Torah. They weren't, they weren't commanded yet. They didn't have Matan Torah. But Hashem understood the nature, and Hashem understood that this is what we're here for. So He says that once they're going to be commanded, once I give them the Torah, now they're going to have a Yetzirah. And once they have a Yetzirah, 
Maybe they won't be able to sustain the Nasev and Ishma. Maybe they won't be able once if if, if it would have gone like this, we said Nasev and Ishma, Hashem gave us the Torah. Now we're commanded to keep the Torah. Now we would have had a, a very strong Yitzhar not to keep it. So therefore Hashem says, Don't don't think this is optional anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the mountain over your heads and I'm gonna let you know that you have to fight the Yitzhara. This is no longer optional. The, the strength of Nasev and Ishma was great when you weren't yet commanded to do something, and therefore the Yitzhara wasn't fighting against it. But that was would not be enough to carry you th- forward and to be able to to, to defeat the Sahara. And this he offers is the reason why we make such a big simcha out of a bar mitzvah, right? When a boy becomes a bar mitzvah, a girl becomes a bas mitzvah, it's, it's a major moment in their lives. Why? Why is it such a great moment? They've been keeping mitzvahs all along, right? Especially the last few years before they become a bar or bas mitzvah, they're keeping all the mitzvahs from, from a din of chinuch, right? We educate our children. They don't just, we don't have the kids not do anything and then all of a sudden when the day they turn 13 or 12, that we start to give them mitzvahs. We, 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 we've been training them, they've been keeping the mitzvahs. But the idea is, and most people even have the minig that they put on tefillin. Uh, before the bar mitzvah, a month before, two months before, right? Uh, my family particularly does not have that minute we put on till the day of the bar mitzvah, but many people have that, right? So what, what's the great simcha of the bar mitzvah? So he says that the uh, the idea is that until now they were not commanded to. They were not commanded to do the mitzvahs. They were doing it somewhat optionally. They were an ena mitzvah of oisa, a 12-year-old boy or 11-year-old girl is doing the mitzvahs because of chinuch, but they're not mitzvah of oisa. But now that they're going to be mechaiv and mitzvahs, now they're going to, they're going to get greater schach. Right, Godel Hamitzvah Oisa. He says that's why maybe maybe possibly that's why a bar mitzvah is called a Godel. Right, we in the Gemara we refer to always a katan is under bar mitzvah or a katana. Right, we're learning Subas now. Those were doing dafyaimi a katana and a gedola. We call them a Godel because Godel Mitzvah Oisa Misha and Mitzvah Oisa. But he says it can't just be about the fact that they're getting more schar, because we know the Mishnah in Avos, the first parak of Avos, Mishnah Gimel says, We're not supposed to serve Hashem for the, for, because we want to get reward. So therefore, it can't just be that the simcha is that they're going to get greater reward, because that's not supposed to be our motivation for serving for serving Hashem. We're supposed to serve Hashem because we're... Uh, you don't want to be like the servants who serve their master in order to get a reward, but you want to be like the servants who serve their master not to get a reward. So therefore, we have to say that the simcha really is something deeper. The, 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 the simcha is the fact that they're now going to have a Yetzirah fighting them, which sounds a little bit funny, right? That the, the, the simcha of the Baru Bas, bas Mitzvah is that until now you didn't really have the fight with the Yetzirah. Now you're going to have the fight. So we generally don't make a party, we don't make a celebration over the fact that now you have to fight. So what is the simcha of this fight? That the idea is that now, until now, you couldn't show your loyalty and your love for Hashem. Until now you were doing what you did, but you didn't really have a challenge. Now, when a person has has something pushing against him, right? If a person does something for a, for a good friend, but it's something that I want to do anyway, right? So I, I take my friend with me to a ball game. Okay, it's something that I'm enjoying the evening as well. So it doesn't show my loyalty. Where I show my loyalty is when I do something that really goes against everything that I want, that my personal interests are saying not to do this. But I'm showing my loyalty to my friend by I'm putting his needs ahead of mine. So how can a person express nemonis, uh, his nemonis, his loyalty to Hashem, his love for Hashem, and his fear of Hashem, is that when he when he fights the Yitzhahara, the Yitzhahara, his body is telling him, I don't want to get up for davening today. And yet I force myself to get up. That's how I show my, my loyalty, my faithfulness to Hashem. And that's a big simcha for a bar bas mitzvah because until now you couldn't really uh, exhibit that kind of loyalty. You didn't have the Yitzhahara fighting you so hard. You were an enemy of Oisa. You were somebody who was not commanded and, and the Yitzhahara didn't really fight you. So the fact that you did the right thing didn't show that you were really faithful to Hashem. But now that you have a Yitzhahara fighting with you, now you show that you're loyal to Hashem. And he says the truth is that this is really true 
for all of us all the time, every day, every hour. Because every time we find some kind of a suffering, some kind of a difficulty, some kind of a challenge, anything that, uh, any kind of obstacle or anything that's trying to prevent us from doing what Hashem tells us, anytime we have some something that's trying to prevent us from doing doing what Hashem wants, we have to be very excited about this. Okay, this again sounds counterintuitive. When there's an obstacle, when there's an obstacle, you, you have to you have to be so happy about this obstacle because now you have the opportunity to show that you're loyal to Hashem, that you love Hashem, that you that you you're in awe of Hashem. That now you could show when things go easy, when things go well, right? Eating a chalant on Shabbos when you want to eat a chalant on Shabbos doesn't necessarily show your faithfulness. But when you're going through a difficult time and it's so hard to get up to Dabin, or you're going through some challenge that you're fighting this Yetzirah and you keep losing, and yet, and yet you still keep fighting, we have to have such a simcha. It, it's like a bar mitzvah because we're able now in this. The more difficult it is, the greater the greater the opportunity we have to demonstrate our loyalty and our love for Hashem. And we even furthermore have to recognize that this obstacle or this thing or this difficulty or this tzara, this, this suffering in our lives or this challenge is sent from Hashem for this very purpose. Hashem wants to give us these opportunities to overcome our situation. And that's how we get close. That's how a Jew gets close to Hashem, right? That the, the, the obstacle or the or thing that prevents us, that, that testifies that Hashem wants us to be close. In other words, if Hashem didn't care about us, so He would give us the easiest simplest lives and we wouldn't have to overcome anything. We would never have to do anything difficult. Should we give us the fact that Hashem gives us these things is an expression of Hashem's love for us. It's an expression that Hashem says, I want to see you overcome and build that connection with me and come closer to uh, uh, to me. Therefore, every kind of obstacle, every kind of difficulty, any kind of suffering that a person has in his life should be such a cause for simcha. It should be like a new bar mitzvah every single time, every day, every hour that we that we experience these things. We should have a simcha like it was a bar mitzvah all over again because it's showing that Hashem loves us and He's giving us opportunities to come closer to him. We mentioned in our opening question, and we're going to come back to that, that the word Elikim means din. So we have three psukim in this week's parsha that seem to express this very point that we're making here. It, it, all in, in Paragdal. The first one we're going to mention, it's not in order, but the first one is Pasuk Zion. It says, Kimi Goy Gadol, who is such a great nation, and uh, says Rav Tversky, Goy Gadol is also a reference to Gadol Mitzvah Va'isa. We're a great nation. Who's such a great nation? But we're great in the fact that just like the, the Gemara used the word Gadol we're great in the fact that we were commanded to to uh, to serve Hashem. That again, there's the name Elikim, that midah of din, that strict justice was usually we te- we think of as negative things, but. Hashem is so close a love to us, Kashem like Hashem our God, whenever uh, we call to Him. Right. So you see the re- reference in this pasuk to this idea. Who's a gadol? One who's mitzvah va'isa, and that's the reason because he's mitzvah va'isa, and he has these obstacles, right? That ashalayalakim, that a person feels like he's being treated with din. That should tell him that he's close to Hashem. That Hashem only gives these difficulties to those who are close to him, that he wants close to him, and are close to him, that they can overcome these and draw even closer. And then the next pasuk says similarly, umi goy gadol, who is a great nation? Again, this idea of gadol, the concept of gadol, ashalechukim u'mushpatim tzadikim kachol hatayra hazois, right? I'm just looking for the translation here. Uh, and which is a great nation has the righteous decrees and ordinances such as this entire Torah uh, that I give in front of you today. What is the reason, what is the thing that gives the greatness of a Jew? Because we have these chukim, mishpatim, tzaddikim, we have this whole Torah, that we have these laws, that we're mitzvah v'aisa, that's what makes us a goy gadol, because we're mitzvah v'aisa, we were commanded with all these mitzvahs. And every one of them, uh, instigates the Yetzirah to fight us. And by us overcoming, 
overcoming the Yitzhara, that's what causes greatness and closeness to Hashem for us. And then if we go a few Pesukim earlier, still in Perak Dal, but Pasuk Dal, right? We say this whenever people, when we call up the Kayin for an Aliyah, but you who cling to Hashem your God, you are all alive today. And it says Rav Tversky, this also indicates the same idea. What, what makes us become Devekim to Hashem? What makes us cling to Hashem? What allows us to, uh, to cling to Hashem? Hashem Elekechem. Again, there's the word Elekechem, which usually means Midas Hadin. Those things that make it difficult for us to serve Hashem, those things that stand in our way of serving Hashem, those are the way uh, uh, we, we, that we can recognize that Hashem wants us. By throwing up those obstacles, Hashem is showing us, I love you, I want you to overcome this obstacle and create a better connection with me. That's the idea that Hashem gives them to us so that we overcome them, so that we can cling to Him, so that we can be Midabic, we can be Midabic to Hashem, that we can come close to Hashem. And actually, one more. I said three psukim, but there's really four. That later on in the parish of Shema, in Perak Vav, which Shema begins at Perak da- at Perak at Pasuk Dalid, but the second pasuk, which we say in, in Krishna every single day, via Hafta es Hashem Elikecha. You love Hashem, your God, who's also Elikecha, uh, who's also Midas Hadin. This idea of, of strict judgment, that the things that stop, uh, that uh, p- the obstacles that are put in our way, that those when we overcome them, that's where we we we, we serve Hashem. So via Hafta es you love Hashem. Your God, that's how you express that love. How do you express your love to Hashem? You can't send him a Hallmark card. You can't buy him a gift. You express it to him by overcoming these obstacles with your entire heart, with your whole heart, with your entire soul, with all of your resources. And that's our perspective about Tishabav. Now that it's in the rear view mirror, we come to Shabbos Nachamu, we come to all the different, we know the seven, the following, the next seven Haftarahs are all, are all uh, Shiva de Nechemta, they're the seven Haftarahs of Nechama. What, what's the ultimate Nechama for a Jew? That when we look at the base, uh, the, 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 two, the destruction of the two base Hamikdashes, and we look at our long Gullahs, we've been in Gullahs for close to 2,000 years, and we become saddened by that, right? Because it seems like Hashem is so far from us, and He doesn't want us to be close to Him. But now, we turn that all over. That's how, that's how we felt on Tishabab. On Tishabab, we sit on the floor, and it feels like Hashem has pushed us away, and He doesn't want us. But now, we turn that over, and we say, no, the entire purpose of those Tsaris, the entire purpose of the destruction of the base Hamikdash, the entire purpose of all the Tsaris, the entire purpose of all the difficulties that each of us experiences in our own lives and that Kali has experienced on a national level for the last 2,000 years, the purpose of them is to bring us close to Hashem because Hashem wants us to overcome them in order to become close to Him in a deeper, truer way. And that's what the Navi means when he says in the beginning of the Haftarah, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, Yomer, Lekechem, that Hashem says, comfort, comfort. My people says says Hashem says your God, but your God with elikechem with that what we normally think of of elikechem. But the point that the Navi is making, what Yeshaya Hanavi is telling us is, think about the fact that he's elikechem that he that he uses the midas hadim that he imposed on you, right? The destruction of the base of Mikdash, No one could argue that was midas hadin. But think about how listen to the fact that Hashem is saying the fact that I gave you this strict judgment of Tishabav that was so difficult and so hard for you and so much suffering came out of that, but it's screaming to you. Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. The Elekechem that you saw on Tishabav, that Midas Hadin that you saw on Tishabav, is screaming Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. Because all of those Tsaris, all of those difficulties, all that suffering is testifying, testifying that Hashem wants you close. Because the more obstacles Hashem puts up in our way, the more difficulties that we experience, the more the Eight Sahara fights against us, just proves to us that Hashem wants us and He wants us to overcome those, and that'll bring the ultimate, the ultimate closeness.
I'll just conclude. The Rabbi Tversky always ends off with the Hiratzen, which are always so beautiful. He says, Hiratzen Shniska Lizgabal Yitzrenu. May it be Hashem's will that we all can overcome our Yitzharas, Bechol Matzalve Chayenu, in all the different circumstances in our life. And what will make it easier is to know what, what makes gives us the, the ability to overcome the Yitzharas is to know that Hashem wants us to be close. And that's why the Yitzharas is there. And through that, we should all be that we will hear and we will be zaycha to hear Hashem say himself uh, there's a Pasuk later on in Yeshai in Yeshai Perak Nun Aleph but the same Navi who says Hashem says we're going to hear Hashem we'll hear from Hashem himself I am it is I it is I who is your comfort who is the one who brings you solace with the coming of Mashiach may he come uh, speedily in our days have a great Shabbos